Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Port is the mobile banking solution that believes your hard-earned money should work just as hard for you. Port members earn more with up to 3% annual percentage yield with their savings account. That's up to 40 times the national average. Yeah, money! Port members learn more through the app features like monthly spending tracker and true debt calculator that helps members monitor their spending and show how simple changes can help reduce debt and save money. To learn more, visit Port with an E. That's P-O-R-T-E banking.com. Port, your financial door to more. Interest pay on an average daily balance of $15,000 or less is 2.97% with an annual percentage yield of 3% and the entrance rate paid on the portion of the average daily balance exceeding $15,000 will be 0.49% with an APY for this tier between 3% and 0.5%. Rates good as of 5-1-2021. Port is a deposit account established with Meta Bank National Association, member of the FDIC. Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's your girl Sade with Chelsea, Pinky, and Glenn Bedside Brat Pogue. Super excited for this episode you're about to hear. It's a little twist and turn on our travels because you girls like to catch flights. Not currently, but we used to catch a lot of them. <laughs> yes. So we're giving you a travel episode this week, but before we get into all of that and where we went and what it was like, what are the girls leaving on red and replying to this week? On red or reply? What you got, girls? Chelsea? Oh, I'm first? (laughs) Why why does it look like you're painting your nails? I'm putting on my cuticle oil. (laughs) (laughs) Please, please tell us what you're leaving on red and replying to. Okay, what I'm replying to is Tiny Desk. I love that program. It just like is so feel good. Like Chris and I will just be on the couch snuggling, watching them. Um, And I really love the Justin Bieber one. Uh, He was giving us some like, I don't know, he gives me like Christian. He has the Tiny Desk? Yeah, he has a Tiny Desk. Yes, Is it new? It's new for his new album. Oh, I wish he did it for journals. Um, and it was so cute. He's just he's such a little adorable guy. Um, and I am leaving on red. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I had a good week. Okay. I'm not leaving anything on red. <laughs> I'm trying to bring me down with that negativity. Really? On red. You this tell the people. Great. I'm blessed. I'm booked. Um, I don't have a highly school, favored, but you know, I feel good. Nothing on red today. Yo, same. I was over I here like have a stimmy. I mean, I can leave that on red. Like, where where is my stimmy? Still, I'm still asking. I was asking where last is week. My stimulus check. I was asking last week. I'm still asking. My bank is like preparing for your stimulus check. Things you should have in order. And I'm like, okay, I'm prepared. What is there to have in order? Put the money in my account. <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> Jesus Lord. Okay. Um, but I I do have a reply. Um. And wow, I really have been on the YouTube a lot recently. But I have a new person that I love. Her name is Mila Tequila. And she does these like... What? Just wait. No, she does these amazing like 
deep dives into pop culture. Um, so she did one all about like the Lindsay Lohan Paris Hilton feud, which was crazy, like crazy. I can't even begin to tell you, but she did another one recently on Amanda Bynes. Y'all, what happened to Amanda Bynes? Yo, I have a, a group chat actually with um, my white friends from Trinity and like extended white friends. And we're all obsessed with Amanda Bynes. Okay, I know. I was too. literally going to say, I don't care about any of these people. I'm going to send you the link to this damn uh, documentary okay, because it'll be interesting. it's crazy when you start to see the ways that she was spiraling. And one part that was so interesting to me is like she was in this movie called She's the Man, dressed up as a boy. Yeah, and she that. talks about how like that really triggered her because she didn't like sitting back and watching herself be depicted as a man on screen, as a little boy on screen or something. Because she had like a like body dysmorphia and stuff so she already like oh. wasn't comfortable with her body and people used to tell her that she wasn't beautiful and she was spending this whole movie with this like little like bowl haircut meanwhile <laughs> all the other like teen stars of the moment were, like at the same time Lindsay lohan was in mean girls and like amanda Bynes is on on an interview oh, wow. like, and it like really oh. fucked with her mind one of many things that did and then you know she was like using a lot of drugs there's this one I'm calling it a scene because literally it's like a film. I'm imagining it in my brain where she's like living in some apartment building and there her neighbors are calling and saying that she's smoking a lot of weed in the in the apartment. So the cops come and she takes her bong and throws it out of the window. Forty seventh, forty seventh floor. She was on the first <gasps> floor. She could have killed someone. Correct. And she says that it was a vase. <laughs> she's like, oh, it's just a vase. And then like another time she was like in soul cycle and she kept moving her bike so she could sit up in the front. And then she took her shirt off and just had on a bra and then was like doing her makeup in the mirror, like all kinds of like little instances of just very clearly showing that she was like out of control. And then of course there were those tweets that she was sending people. She said that she tweeted Rihanna one time and said, you're so ugly. You're trying to look white. A lot of Yes. Yes. Did Rihanna respond? Yes, she did. I forgot what Rihanna said. You know Rihanna dragged that ass. I think she was just like, go get some help amongst many things. Oh, oh dear. But because girl needed some help, okay? <laughs> and it was watching and I was like, yo, it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's actually a lot more extreme than like the kind of things that I saw happening with Britney Spears when I was watching that Britney Spears doc. But like, I think Amanda Bynes is also under a conservatorship and it's just real interesting when you look at like how these, all these teen young stars just like for, for for many of them, shit just got weird. A lot of pressure. Mm. But yeah, check out that documentary. It was crazy. Mila Sakila, she did her thing. Okay. Well, I was not expecting that. Um, I am going to reply to the South as a space. Um, if you, <laughs> what? Why are you looking at me like that? I can't watch. This is where we're going. So episodes about Houston. Um, I have roots in the South um, that I am not very familiar with. So going to Houston was very interesting to kind of like see that side of the world. This sounds crazy, the world, but like see that side of America. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because we're so New York and Houston's not even like country like that, but it's just it was just such a different vibe. Um, So I'm replying to exploring more of that. Definitely want to hit some deep southern states maybe we'll go we to alabama to let's go to alabama we should go where chelsea Charleston. oh yeah Charleston. does that count yeah south carolina when i went to charleston it was feeling very white 
Well, yeah. Oh, I'm you sure want to go to like Alabama? Might feel white depending on where you go. Where you at? Yeah, this is true. All right, Louisiana. Don't drag, don't don't drag me, people from Charleston. Like, I'm like, we're ah, not white. <laughs> oh, isn't Charleston? Aren't there like islands off Charleston where they speak um Gullah? Yeah, yeah, Geechee. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's what we need to to go do. That's take that a trip cool. there. That'd be sick. Although random, but I watched this movie. You know how planes have like the shit movies? Um, So I watched Omari Hardwick. If you don't know, he was like the star of power. He has this movie and it's called like Spell. Oh God. Omari Hardwick. I'm so concerned. I already know this was trash. Why did you watch it this? Was, <laughs> I was on the plane. And look, my phone doesn't even want me to. Um, anyways, he goes to the south and then they make like a voodoo doll of him. It's a horror. Oh, Ma'am. okay. It's interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, I think that's what the girls need to do. Continue our um, little black girls travel through the South. And I am going to leave generational trauma on red. That's a heavy one, but... Ooh. I am finding through therapy that black people, I love us. We got some work to do. I don't know if you guys saw these like series of stories. I sent this a while ago, but it was kind of talking about how a lot of black kids grew up getting, um, what's the term? Like spanked, but like, what do you call that? Like corporal punishment? That sounds, that sounds like a bizarre term. That's what it is though. That's okay. Um, Getting spanked and like how that is definitely a cultural difference, but like, how it definitely impacts your communication and how you feel about like your relationship with your family and authority. And it was like very deep and I'm going deep into that in therapy. So I, I think that we can, we can make some improvements as a people and it starts with us. So I'm leaving them curses on red and we're moving forward. We're breaking the chains, get the shackles off my feet so I can dance. (laughs) Yeah, not nah, we got yeah. <laughs> Chelsea, what are you what are you saying over there? I mean, I was gonna say this might be I only got beat like four times in my life. And I think it has to do with the fact that I bruise easily. <laughs> oh damn. See, this is the shit that we talk about. This is the shit we talk about. <laughs> you were like, that sounds kind of crazy as I'm saying it. <laughs> Yo, that is wild. No, but you know, I'm yellow. Yeah. 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 We, yeah, we we gonna we'll, get we'll there. Talk there. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That might be that's a that's an episode. That's another episode. That's, that's an a episode. whole episode. I have a lot to say too. Listen, Whew. but Woo-hoo-hoo. we're talking about it. We're openly discussing it, and we are going to make improvements. It ends with me. <laughs> you know what I love to say? That's what they say. That's what they be saying. I love to say I want to be one less, even though that's right. definitely a Gardasil or like some type of HPV commercial. <laughs> Oh my God. I thought that sounded so appropriate. I know. Oh my I God. say it all the time. That was just. <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm dying. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Um, okay. My ha- yeah. I was going to say my hotline is blinging. So I need another name for this young man. Cause the other the name father? I was called the father. I don't really like that anymore. Um, can, daddy? We, call him, can we call him like BD? Not daddy. <laughs> So it's like Puppy, Papa, Papa, 
Stop. Can we just move away from the father figure association? Yeah, like I don't want. I want to get that out of there. That's the thing about him. He's a father. I know that is the thing. We need another name. But that person, um, he texted me the other day, like, "Hey, Hayes are very like very like odd to me." But he was like, "I want to do something nice for you." Um. I want to like, I want, I want, how much does it cost for you to get a pedicure? Like, I want you to go get a pedicure. Like, I'm going to send you to get a pedicure. And I didn't know like what to say. <laughs> Chelsea's cheesing. <laughs> um, um, yeah. And I, for one, I wished I was with sitting with a friend at that moment. She was like, say $200, $200. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do that to people. Um, but I, I quoted him a price and he... No, what price? Tell us what price you said. Not you I quoted him a price. I did not give him $80. I know, I know. I was like, like $50? Is that... I know. That's accurate, but that's not... You're not adding on any massage Tip. or... Yeah. Yeah, I tip. Know. Maybe you want to get your calluses scrubbed off. You didn't get the spa pedicure. <laughs> you just got the plain gel. <laughs> I know. Well, I wanted. To, I actually wanted to see what he was going to do. So let's see if he like add, adds on. Homeboy was accurate. Okay, <laughs> he said he said approximately fifty dollars. I Why said do we like do this? fifty dollars. So like that could mean seventy or eighty. <laughs> no. Why do we do Girl, this? You should have said seventy or right. eighty. Oh my god! But then I'm always like so conscious. I'm like, oh, he's like a child. I don't want to just be like asking this man for his money and shit. Yes, Just kidding. <laughs> he's getting hella bread. He got a kid. <laughs> true, true. He about to start getting the tax, the tax credit. Yo, you should <laughs> let me stop. Cut this out. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, we're a mess. Oh my god. But I uh definitely still was like, this is such a cute little thing. Like I had never experienced that before somebody asking me very that sweet. before and very it was also the way it was sweet. delivered like i want to do something nice for you it wasn't like a i don't know it was just nice it was cute it was very you getting toes white oh yeah i'm getting toes white you know yeah toes white. like it's sis that's a black girl All right so because this is a black girls traveling houston episode for our Black Girl Doing Shit this episode, we thought it would only be appropriate to highlight some Black women from Houston. And we know so many legends come out of Houston. Beyonce. Actually, when we were in Houston, we passed by some like medical center and it was like the Knowles Medical Center and me, slightly tipsy. Y'all don't even remember this? I was like, yo, the Knowles Medical Center. <laughs> oh, no, it I don't remember that. That's people. hilarious. <laughs> but we have an- another amazing Knowles, Solange Knowles, my fave, comes out of Houston. Uh, Megan The Stallion. Hello. Recent Grammy winner. Um, but also a historic figure out of Houston. Barbara Jordan, she was the first Black woman to be, uh, first Black person, actually, to be elected to the Texas Senate in the post-Reconstruction South, and the first Southern Black woman to be elected to the House of Representatives. She's considered um, one of America's greatest public speakers, especially for her statements on the articles of impeachment against President Nixon, um, which I'm like, ooh, I would have loved to see what that takedown looked like. Um, she was considered by President Clinton for uh, a spot on the Supreme Court, but she was like in ailing health, so she wasn't able to take that seat. But I'm like, what a very, like, what a career. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah, coming out of Houston. So 
Shout out Barbara let's Jordan. Let's go H-Town. Yes. All right, y'all. It's time for the group so, chat. let's talk about this trip. Um, if you listen to our episode, Dr. Cash, she's based in Houston. She is a, um, a plastic surgeon. She does facial fillers. And we went down to see her to get our faces filled and plumped. But it was also like an amazing opportunity. <laughs> Plumped. Filled and plumped. It was also an amazing opportunity to like discover a new city. I had never been to Houston before. What about y'all? I had never you know? been. It's beautiful. I'd never been to Texas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me neither. So to set the scene a little bit, because we always do this on our travel episodes. If you go back and check out our episode on Aruba, our episode on Los Angeles, we like to give you a little like sensory vibe of the place that we're going to. And we love to incorporate the voices of the people of the place that we visit. But this time we were thinking we would let some Black girls from Houston set that scene for us. So we have Kara and Jalen some Houston natives that are going to tell you what it's like in Houston, what the vibe is like. And you'll hear from these girls throughout this episode as we explore the city of Houston. So the way I would describe Houston in five or so words would definitely be crawfish, rodeo, hot and humid, summertime, and Sunday fun day. Mo City Dawn is a freestyle by a Houston rapper named Zero. And whenever I think about a song that's just so Houston, I think about Mo City Dawn because any native Houstonian can rap all of the words from A to Z. Um, and you often hear it at any type of kind of Houston party. And it's really just a song that you'd only know if you were from Houston. So what were y'all like, did y'all have any expectations for Houston? Anything that you, like, what were you associating with the city? Uh, just like beautiful women, well-dressed, big booty. Oh gosh. Long hairs. Girl, same. Because <laughs> of Drake. Like a Southern Drake. woman. I imagine like, yeah, because of, yeah, Drake and all his like Houston things. I just oh. like imagine like a Southern woman always put together, hair always laid, body is how pow, you know? The song that I would associate with Houston would have to be November 18th by Drake. Yeah, always referenced Houston in the best of ways. And I think he does it well every time. And it's a vibe. It's kind of like Chopped and Screw, but still listen to it without getting annoyed because sometimes when you listen to Chopped and Screw music, it can kind of wear and tear on your freaking ears. But November 18th is a great song. So why I was going straight to like super like country, like road Yo, I wasn't even thinking about the rodeo, though, which was like an interesting thing to talk with Kara and Jalen about that there was like a rodeo and like black people are involved in that. I guess after I saw like all of like Solange's um, like visuals for her last album when she really yes. like pushed the black um, yes. cowboy. And I mean, I thought that was really fly. But I guess I immediately kind of assumed it was going to be like I was going to the deep south. And I was surprised to be driving in when we first got there. Chelsea and I were on the same flight to see this like real cosmopolitan city. I was like, okay, skyline coming in. There's like palm trees and stuff. Like I kind of thought I was in like LA or Miami. I couldn't really figure out where I was. You know, you always try to compare a city to someplace else. People would be so surprised to know that Houston is a really, really large city. It, we're, you know, the fourth biggest city in the nation. And we're not riding on horses and tractors everywhere we go. It's definitely a modernized city, but you can go to some places and still get that country feel. 
One of Houston's most unique qualities, which I think will be quite surprising for most of the country, is its truly integrated diversity. Um, it's been in the top five diverse cities in the country for the past five years. A couple of years ago, Houston was actually named the most diverse city in the country. And Houston is a blue city, so we're not as racist as the rest of our state is. Yay! I think Texas in general is typecasted as this red, Republican, ignorant place at the bottom of the map. And so I think when people come to Houston, um, they are just quite surprised at how metropolitan the city is, how diverse the city is, how left-leaning the city is how upwardly mobile the people of color are in this city and the offerings and diverse offerings at that that come um, with all parts of culture, be it food, um, art, green spaces, or just different activities and experiences. And the, the Uber driver that picked this up, he had this like alpha paddle hanging on his that, uh, windshield or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, but this is about to give some blackness. Okay. Cause we're, we're getting picked up by this, this young alpha. Um, he was playing like all this like R and B that I love. Chelsea asked him if he knew some people and he really knew them. Knew some right. people that he knew. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, the scene here of like black folks that went to college is tight and tight knit and small. Um, so it was an interesting way to sort of like ease into the city and kind of figure out what I was about to, mm. you know, experience. I definitely think HBCUs as well. Like that, yes. like that HBCU culture, the bands, like all of that. I'll, I'll give that to Houston, but yeah, I, I could, I could see how it's a bit surprising how cosmopolitan it is. I came in from the other airport and I was like, where am I? It was interesting. I think I you said you were seeing cows and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> so you was like, oh, I am in the South. Yeah. All right. But Houston, it's like a big, it's like a, it's a serious city. It's like top five populated in our country, right? So, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Look at that. Look at y'all with y'all facts. <laughs> yeah. Um. So while we were in Houston, though, we stayed at this beautiful old hotel called the Lancaster. It's in the downtown theater district. Um, and something that's really fly about it is that the whole vibe is dedicated to the arts. So there's art like everywhere. And a lot of the artists that they feature are um, from Houston and from Texas. And we stepped in, they gave your girls, they had the Prosecco on ice in the lobby. I was like, I love to see it. I was definitely like on a work call and they were like, do you want some Prosecco? And I was like, camera off <laughs> yes <laughs> yes I do <laughs> I love that it was a very warm welcome and I really like the kind of like classic like what is the term for that it was I don't just even like know very chic and classic yeah, yeah. like Victorian is that correct nah it was, it was like a mix though it was like old school but also like modern yeah it was, it was modern, cool. but it was definitely, it, it, it was something that I feel like you would see in the UK. In like, the like UK. the gold lion. Yes, yes. Yes. But like very tasteful. It was actually giving me like what an apartment like on the Upper East Side might look like or something. Definitely. You know? Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is some sophisticated ting, you know? Um, it was, it was a vibe. It was very cozy there. I was also working remotely at that time, teaching the youth them. Um, so I ordered in some, like some, um, room service. I still am thinking about that hash brown. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. That hash brown was hitting. 
I don't care what people say, no place has better Tex-Mex than Houston, Texas. Food that reminds me of Houston would have to be barbecue. I'm not the biggest barbecue fan, but we have some of the best down here and all over Texas. Enchiladas, fajitas, queso, you name it, we have it. And it's the best. I will say for me, since my family's Creole, I like gumbo and crawfish. And even though it's not Louisiana here, it still reminds me of home. Um, and I think, yo, to be honest, like one thing we really got to do in Houston was just eat our way through that city. And there's so much more eating we could have done. I need to go back down there for like the crawfish season. Yes. Uh, you know, but I was curious what you, one of y'all's like favorite meals we had was. So something that I loved learning about, and you guys may not know this about me. I'm like a super Asia nerd and was a uh, Asian studies double major. So there's a huge Asian community in Houston, like humongous. So we were recommended a couple different spots to go check out. Glenn's going to share more, but we ended up ordering in from this place called Wanabao. This was post filler. So your girls were really going through it. As Glenn said, we were plumped and filled, but um, we just wanted to like chill, have like a girl's night in and we ordered so much food. Actually, we could have ordered more. Because it was so yes, delicious. But so um, one about does like amazing dumplings. The scallion pancake, I remember, was hitting. That they eggplant? Do, the eggplant was hitting. And they do a Shaolong Bao, which is like traditional Shanghainese food. And I think I'm Shanghainese. And in my mind, I feel like I can, you know, tell a good Shaolong Bao. It was hitting. Remember, Chelsea, they put it in the little cups because it's a soup dumpling. So like you don't want to get your soup all over the place. It was like, like, come on, take out being all good, ready to go. Delicious. Actually, I want that right now. I'm starving. (laughs) That was like one of my favorite parts of the whole trip. Because as you said, we had just got back from the doctor. And you know me, I had my selfie camera on every two seconds and was just like checking out how my face was looking. Literally. (laughs) Literally every two seconds. Yeah, I was. I mean, you know. And we're like in our robes, just like cozily eating all this food probably watching the housewives. We ordered in a lot of wine because we were only, but we were only allowed to drink white wines. So we were like scrambling. I think we ended up with a rosé. There was a couple things. Um, and it was just so sweet. Then we all slept over in our room, had to keep our faces straight up so that- Did you know, we all sailor... sleep in the same bed or you two did and then I was in the other yeah. bed? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But at one point, you all really, you know, invaded my personal space and everyone came into my <laughs> Yes. Did we? We're trying to keep you up. You have oh to my keep God, your head did. up, right? <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> You know, it was a proper girls' night. It was, it was jokes. It was yeah. Um, I also, I also really liked Lucille's. Um, so we went there on the last day. Um, it was like right before we were ready to hop on the jumbo jet, and we hung out with your friends. They were so fun. The it was like an outdoor patio, so it felt COVID safe. Um, there was a band playing like these renditions of like songs that we all know. It was really good. And they had these like Lucille's chili biscuits, which apparently are like, like the actual Lucille, like the great grandma of this restaurant, her famous biscuits with cheddar cheese 
and cream and chili. It was just so good. Yes. I'm so, so hungry right now. And I'm <laughs> having flashbacks to that meal. It was ridiculous. I remember being so stuffed, but like still eating. <laughs> like it hurt, but it was so good. Yeah. So remember the Brussels sprouts. Oh my Ooh, God. Yeah, the, Brussels sprouts. the French toast out of the croissant. Ooh. Oh okay. my God. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, mm, salivating. A perfect day in Houston is a Sunday fun day in Houston. And I just don't think any other day of the week quite beats a Houston Sunday fun day. And traveling all over the country and experiencing Sunday fun days all over the country, Houston is pretty up there. And it just, when it's perfect weather, um, so not too muggy, not too humid, Um, You'll usually find us on a patio, um, almost always at a Black-owned restaurant, um, experiencing brunch of some kind. We used to go to a lot of different brunch places, a lot of which don't exist anymore. But one that we usually frequent is Lucille's. We go on Lucille's patio and we have some modern Southern food and listen to live jazz. It's just such a diverse scene to see and a really great and wholesome way to start off the day before we continue the Sunday fun day to shake our ass somewhere else um, down kind of Almeida, which has a ton of kind of black owned bars, um, restaurants and lounges. It quite honestly reminds me of my time as an undergrad at Howard and it just brings me back a space where I felt so much community and had so much fun within that community and I often find that I'm always almost always transported to that place um, when I'm experiencing Sunday fun day in Houston one of my favorite spots that we went to was called UB Preserve um, which is actually the chef at UB Preserve like spent some time working at some spots in New York um, he's a James Beard award-winning chef and um, this this place his restaurant is on Westheimer um, which was is which we heard is just like this cool like kind of artsy district because it's not so far from the arts district I thought I was in LA again I kept being like yo where am I this is Houston like this was such a vibe and that was like the first time I had gone out to eat eat really since the pandemic um and was able to sit inside and they had like you know like the little like barriers and stuff but I felt like so normal being there and something that was fly about that night was that they were having like east coast night so we pulled up and I was like oh my god I'm having like a New York kind of night like I walked in and I'm hearing Wu-Tang and we were drinking Cosmos because Chelsea had just you know started getting obsessed with sex in the city and we got lit okay and we're eating like these um tater tots that like the philosophy is that the chef just puts anything on them kind of it's like chef's choice um so good spicy just hitting all around hitting um but yeah so the chef at UB Preserve his name is Chris Shepard and he wants his restaurant to tell the story of Houston with the dishes that are inspired by the different people and places he's encountered throughout the city so it really like tells a story through the menu so we also had lunch at this spot called Pondicherry um it's owned by chef Anita she's a woman chef Indian chef um and we had this bomb ass crab dip there. And also just like the food is like a feast for your eyes. It's so beautiful. It's colorful. We we're sitting outside enjoying it. This was like prior to our fillers. So 
we were like in good spirits. Um, but yeah, check that out if you're in Houston. I mean, there was just so much more that I wanted to see. Um, the museum district is not too far from Lucille's. So like if you're at Lucille's, like on a Sunday, you're having a little brunch, you can go peruse the museum district. Houston is one of the top cultural districts in the country. There's 19 institutions in the museum district and 11 of those 19 are free all the time. We love a free museum entry. Um, There's just like so much more, so much more. I want to get back down to Houston like this summer. Yeah, I could, I could, I have some friends there now. Oh, I'll be back for a touch up, Dr. Cash. What's up? (laughs) Yes. Oh, also I forgot to mention some of the other, um, spots that you might want to check out for for Asian food. So there's Bao Yishi Main Restaurant, Main Restaurant, um, and Beard Papa's, Aqua S. Most of these places are on Bel Air Boulevard, which is where there's like a lot of, it's like a lot of Asian restaurants and um, a lot of Asian cultures can be found in Houston. So definitely do that. If I was going back there, I would definitely just like pop around to a couple different spots and try different things like all along that strip of spots. Yeah, I would also like to go back and check out like the Nigerian areas because I know Houston has a huge Nigerian population. I'm sure there might be some good restaurants there. So we we definitely have to make another trip. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I love doing these episodes because we get to give people a taste of our travels and through our lens as Black women. Since it's very unique and it's important that we get out there. And we're going to do a Southern World Tour. So if you got a city that we should hit that's a must-see, must-do, let your girls know, and we will pull up on you. When we can travel again, Lord. <laughs> I got I to gotta make sure all my statements are COVID-friendly. <laughs> yes, so definitely shout out to Visit Houston for showing us an amazing time there. We have a vlog out about our experience, including like all the delicious meals we ate, what our accommodations at the Lancaster were like, um, and some behind the scenes of our whole filler journey. So be sure to check that out. Shout out again to our friends at Middleway Marketing and Axel for doing his bang bang on that edit. And yes. shout yeah. out Dr. Cash. Shout out Dr. Cash. Shout as out Dr. Always. Cash. <laughs> um, and as always, if you have anything that you want to share with us about where we should travel, um, maybe your own experience in Houston, feel free to email us at hello at Black Girls Texting or DM us at Black Girls Texting or tweet us at Black Girls Text One. There go that Twitter again, child. It's always gonna make me laugh. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Chelsea, we got a what would you do? Yes, we do have a what would you do. Um, but what would you do this week is hey BGT, love the show. Any on any advice on how to tell your friends that you don't think they're acting like friends? I don't want to nag, but maybe they are truly unaware. Or do you suggest just falling back and investing more time into the friends who behave like what you think a friend should behave like? Ooh, chalele. Oh. Huh. That word behave was very interesting to me though. I'm really curious like what these what these what what they're what this person is talking about. I have questions. Yes. I'm I need context. Um hmm. I guess okay. This is a stretch, but I'm going for it. You know how on our Sex with Emily episode, when I talked about how the guy I'm seeing is a bad kisser, and she said, ask him how he likes to be kissed. Maybe ask your friend how they like to express 
like their love or like how they show up in a friendship and like what they value because maybe that could be insightful maybe like things that you think are indicative of being a good friend are not necessarily on their radar and vice versa. And it could just be a good time to have like an open conversation. And it doesn't feel like you're coming at them. It actually feels like you're like trying to get to know them better. And then on the flip side, they're getting to know you. So it's not naggy. It's just like a conversation. And then maybe if you say something that they didn't think about, they'll be more mindful of showing up for you in that way and vice versa. That's such good advice, Shade. Yeah, that was good advice. Come on now. (laughs) Um, I was just going to say... Like you wrote a piece, you wrote in there that they might be unaware. So I definitely think you should bring it to their attention, right? If this is someone that you care about, bring it to their attention. Um, I don't believe in doing that too many times personally, because I feel like that builds like, like resentment. And then you're just like, it's almost like I'm begging you to be a good person to me. So then it, it just doesn't even mean anything anymore. Um So if you've done it a few times and nothing's changing, I definitely think you should invest in those people who are treating you how you like to be treated. You know, you have one life. You can't, I definitely believe in like caring for your relationships and putting, you know, watering those plants and and trying and not being like blase about things, but like you can only try with so much, you know, if someone doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that, Chelsea. I think that personally I try to stay be really cognizant of like who makes me feel good when I'm with them or like when I've left them I'm like oh that was so good that makes me feel good like that relationship or my encounters with these people leave me feeling positive or enriched nourished by our time spent together and if you are leaving spaces with people feeling like depleted or like you've like, yeah, like your sense of self-worth or something has been like kind of chipped away at a little bit. Cause I've had friends like that who are just kind of like nasty or like just odd people um, where it just is not, it doesn't make me feel good. So, and I've cut those people off. So I do agree that like, if, if time, if over time, it's just like not serving you, I don't see anything wrong with stepping away from those friendships. Like we're not getting any younger and not everybody has to come with us. That's a good point. Uh, That makes me think of a friend, a mutual friend we were talking about. And I was like, are these people her friends? You know, like when you have to kind of question that, then I think those red flags are just a no, no. But if it's a more of a communication thing like maybe try it out if they're just being assholes then snip snip yeah and it's less about you and more about them like I don't know I try to be I'm I'm only human but I try to be empathetic and it's like who knows what they're dealing with and I'm not saying that that needs to fall in your lap but but my point is just to say it's 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 a them problem so don't Mm. feel too bad about it very true very good advice come on BGT coming with the sound advice (laughs) Um, And same here. If you have any questions for BGT, email us at ho at Black Girls Texting, DM us at Black Girls Texting, and tweet us at Black Girls Text And tweet us. (laughs) Yeah, all those things. Also, guys, we do have this really fun um, giveaway happening right now with Bolden Skincare, a Black-owned skincare brand. It works. Like, I use it. Jade uses it. Glenn uses it. Um, and all you have to do to enter is set DM us a screenshot of um, you rating, commenting, subscribing. All the details are on our Instagram page. So go check it out and see if you can win some skincare. Yes, I highly recommend. Bolden has changed the game. Your girl's out here glowing and we're only getting warmer in these streets. 
that doesn't make sense. It's only getting warmer in these streets. So you want to come correct with your summer skin on glow. Yeah. All right, y'all. This has been another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's been real. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot HTM. Pretzels. Look. What, Chips? Look. Who's the new guy? Fanta. I think he's looking at me. Uh, Pretzels, you got it twisted. He's looking at me. Stop being salty, Chips. We both got a chance. Shh, he's coming over. Ladies. Hi. And hello to you. Back at you, handsome. Fanta picked beef jerky? Mm, girl, we're going to be here a while. Fanta, the perfect partner to snacking. Fanta, it's a thing.